Hi guys, it's Nathan here from Headbangers. Today we're joined by Dave from Signs of the Swamp. If you haven't heard of Signs of the Swamp before, they're a nice little deathcore band. We highly recommend you listen to them. Absolute heavy hitters in the scene. Um, this episode was really fun to film. We had a lot of laughs throughout. Um, we talk a lot about how he's sort of shaped as a uh, as a vocalist, as well as like you know their their new album that's that's dropping on the July twenty third. Uh, the production behind that, some of the challenges that came with that. Also working with a producer for the first time um, properly and having that second sort of opinion and how it's improved them as musicians. Um, so yeah, without any further ado, um, if you do like the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you listen to us on streaming, don't forget to leave us a rating because it does actually help us out. Um, social medias, it's Headbangers Podcast and everything, except for Twitter, because for some reason that was taken, it's Headbangers Pod 1. Um, also, if you want to support us, we do have a Patreon. So if you want to, you know, toss a bit of coin to to your Witcher, uh, yeah, that's up there as well. Um, but without any further ado, here's the episode. Hi, welcome back to the Headbangers podcast, where your host Nathan and Brad. Here today we're joined by Dave from Signs of Swarm. How are you doing? Start off with, man. I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. couldn't be bad, man. Couldn't be bad. Yeah, doing great, doing great. And so, we oh, like yeah. to start off with like a little icebreaker on this show. Um, want to start off with what's your funniest tour story that you can recall? Shit, funniest tour story. Um, I gotta think. Uh, whenever I was shitting my pants trying to pass the El Paso border, dude. Um, we had a bunch <laughs> of weed inside our van, <laughs> a bunch of like edibles and shit, and like we're like literally like eating like. So we had like bags of huge, <laughs> like, like where they're like a thousand milligram edibles and literally like me and a couple guys were like eating a couple at each and, um, we're using like RSO on edibles and like smoking all our weed and just smoking as much wax as we can. And then we're like driving through the border and we didn't realize that one of our, uh, weed infused honeys like melted onto the floor. And then the drug dogs were fucking going crazy, like running around our van and shit, dude. It was the, it was, it was the funniest and scariest moment of tour ever. <laughs> I'm going to assume that you didn't get caught then. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we got rid of everything, but we, after we like got past the thing, we thought we were all good. We realized that we had four vapes inside our van afterwards too. And oh, wow. so literally we were luckiest book <laughs> what's this like so you got so you had some like weed honey then never even heard of yeah that. dude um my buddy in michigan uh he owns nug abductions uh shout out to them they're great guys they take care of us every time we come into michigan um but he knows that i like will drink honey in my tea and stuff and then he's like hey fucking i put both worlds together here you go <laughs> and i'm just like fucking let's go man <laughs> let's relax and brew <laughs> Yeah, like literally start the morning off, nice hot brew, you know what I mean? It's nice. Oh yeah, man. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to sort of like bring up on the on the podcast is I kind of want want you to cast your mind back to February 2021. Um, because I think you guys at that time released the collect obviously at that you released the collection. And yeah, that yeah, to yeah. me it was like the hard, like the hardest track of 2021. Dude, that was sure. so hard to pull off, dude. Like, fucking, yeah. It was like, cause uh, originally, like, Alex Arian from Despised Icon Obey the Brave, uh, he was actually gonna be one of the guys on the collection. And uh, 
like timelines couldn't link up. And uh, so I thought it was going to be Alex and Matt uh, from Kublicon. And then um, like Alex ended up being like, oh, let me just let me be on your actual record. And just because the timeline won't work out, that's how Hall of Prison was born. Um, but yeah, that was so hard to pull off, dude. Fucking Nick came through, fucking helped out with like bring the ideas to a different light. It was really sick. Like, uh, cause both of those bands, uh, Kublai and Molotov Solution really like encouraged me to kind of do my own thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's what, well, that's what I kind of wanted to ask you what it was like a working with them and like, again, just pulling that off because you know, the, the features when I saw, when I saw the features Bro. on that track, I was like, man, <laughs> no, like, so dude, trying to get him just on the track was hard as fuck, but pulling him off, getting him there was crazy as fuck to me. Like fucking, cause I had the guys flying in and, uh, like it first started off with like the project, like we like, it we like just kept bumping around ideas. We were like, how the fuck are we going to make these three three vocals like work and um nick was like all right i want this part and i was like all right well that's the chorus so you get it twice and then um my guitar player at the time was like i need to write like the heaviest shit for matt to do and then (laughs) fucking he just puts that obnoxious knuckle dragging riff so hard dude but um uh we ended up bouncing more ideas around and then um, Matt was just like, I'm just going to go to the studio and just do my part. And I was just like, okay. And then he sent a part and he was, it was the part that he is on the track. And I was like, oh, well, that's sick. Uh, and then like, we were waiting around for uh, Nick's thing while we were figuring out the like trade-offs. Uh, Cause the trade-off part was a real bitch. We were like, how the fuck are we going to pull this off? Like knowing who's doing what in the studio. Cause we like, wrote out lyrics and like put like slashes in it and stuff and uh it was like a real bitch but then um ended up like everyone just tracked everything and we just like kind of like just like snipped it in and out and shit because <laughs> that was hard it was hard to get the uh the three tracks it was like we had to communicate really well but getting them in for the music video that was crazy i didn't anticipate that actually happening oh yeah that that music video is amazing as well. Yeah, like, per- perfectly fits to the track. And like it's just like everything about it. The the whole track just flows, visuals and just music in general is just like on like just on top form. Dude, we uh for the music video, we were uh, trying to do this like real extreme art uh process where we were going to vacuum seal people into fucking things if like live like uh, you know how like there's like bug collections oh, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna make hu- like a human bug collection you know what i'm saying but like a bunch of people like up in like an x like it it just ended up costing way too much fucking money and we could not pull it off yeah that is so you, get, to be you fair. get the quote and you're there like <laughs> fuck that you know what? yeah dude <laughs> I, I i got that invoice and i was like what the fuck you know <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though like you guys like put like a lot of effort you can tell that you guys like care about the visuals because even like you know on your gram you've got like the the visual effects breakdown the sfx breakdowns i think that's great to be honest because like you know i always look at these music videos and i'm like how did that even how did they pull that off like it must have taken a while and then you guys actually just 
Shut like up. whenever I was younger, dude, like I always loved watching like MTV's the making of the music video and shit. Um, I like grew up on MTV and shit. So like, I feel like that that's just like something that kind of just like engraved in my mind as something cool. And I just want to show like how the fuck we pulled it off. You know what I mean? Like some people thought like the Tower of Torsos and Tower of Torsos were real fucking bodies. And I'm like, no, nah, we just got the guy from Netflix doing special effects on our music videos <laughs> you know super I mean? awesome, like man. yeah because i like i went by and i just saw like you know i think it was like a girl and there was like some sort of demon coming out of her mouth with like black smirk i was like i thought i'd scroll past like a supernatural episode or something it's just like oh no it's the signs of swan it's just good because I'm like saying, dude it's yeah. crazy next level shit man we like to try to fit like visuals that kind of can like paint the picture of what the song's actually about and we do like have like an artsy approach a lot of the times where it's not very directly in your face. Um, like our new video amongst alone empty, for example, it's, um, it's a very artsy take of being surrounded by like shitty people, you know what I mean? And becoming one with those people and stuff. And, uh, like they did that whole like blood transfusion thing where it's like, kind of like everybody like is becoming one, you know what I mean? And, uh real real different take on it you know but it was really artsy um where in the other hand we sometimes we do the direct stuff with like tower torsos and just like straight to the point like yeah this dude is literally killing people and building a fucking tower of dead bodies to summon hell <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> no sure man um well look i'm really stuck for the new record I, I can't wait for it um you know one of my favorite singles off the album was like amongst the low and heavy um i think that's like one of the most interesting ones of the singles um you know you got these frantic bass lines these fucking vocals is coming in like hard um how do you think like this album is gonna like differ from previous releases um, I feel like that it's this record is very special compared to our other ones. Uh, this record is very in the moment. Um, we went into the studio, we threw away everything we wrote and literally started from scratch um, and created the record all with Josh Schroeder with additional production by Josh Car uh, Josh Travis and Cameron Loesch from Born of Osiris. Um, we... I feel like that it's really going to do a lot of different things for us just because it's our first record uh, where we actually worked with producers and um, it wasn't just just raw signs of the swarm. You know what I mean? Um, we listened to it a good couple of times. We got some reference points from people as like second and third years. Um, it's just we put a lot more like effort into our this record than past. Not saying we lacked on last experiences it's just that we grew as musicians and people to where we have a little more attention to detail now than we did in the past oh yeah so would you say like getting a producer in that second sort of set of ears do you think that has that's helped you guys a lot um, um i believe process? that i believe it made me grow as a musician as a whole um like I've never been told before that my chorus was a B plus chorus and I need to do better. And literally I pushed myself to make something better. You know what I mean? Um, I believe like the constructive criticism to really like help you do something different and bring some new, new taste, a new flavor, a new, new perspective. That's a little fresh, you know what I mean? And, um, really like working with like producers really like 
pushed me as an artist and a musician um along with my with my guys like every like josh pushed bobby to a new creative that i've never seen before um which was very awesome to like watch happen you know what i mean like watching my peers that i've been running with for years fucking just like grow even more than i thought they could you know what i mean like um it's it's really it's a really different experience and it definitely helps shed some light on you like where your weaknesses are pointed out and it's like all right well now that we know your weak points let's focus on the strong suits you know what i mean and um there's a lot of things that go to it you know what i mean um yeah but it was just like uh i i definitely think working with the producer really helps elevate the record a lot oh yeah like I found just from my own experience, like having a producer that just kind of just steps in and goes like, I know you, I just got a feeling you can do better. Yeah. It makes you like really go for it. That's like, what I'm saying. It's like dude. I'm a like personal trainer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like you're like in a team death match and you were on a killing <laughs> spree and then you died and now you got to start over. You know what I mean? Like it's whatever. It's okay. Fuck you. Just flatline for a second, no big deal. <laughs> like, I, I remember like when I was doing it with, when I was recording vocals from my, my band like a couple of years ago. I remember doing like highs, and at the time, highs for me, I mean, there's still a problem, but uh, highs are, I find really hard to get up there, like really, oh, yeah. you know, like, get really high. And he was like, the our producer was just sat there going, I just feel like you can go higher. And I think oh, I must bro. have done like 20 fucking takes. That's then, the worst then, like, the because I've been one. there. I've <laughs> been there. The last there. one, and it was there like the last one. He went, "Yep, yeah, that's the one getting used." I was there like, uh, but that was after just being like, "Right, I think we're done doing vocals for the day." <laughs> I think I'm done doing vocals for the week. Fuck. You can see like, like the improvement time. of your vocals are like you know even just from like this album like you've leveled up and it's so spicy, especially like the new singles like. I don't know. Have you just taken it to like the next level, which I'm guessing that is from like, you know, having that push as well. See, honestly, um, with this approach uh, for the record, um, I recorded it in a completely different manner than I normally would. Um, I would usually like have that shit like right on my fucking face and just <laughs> fucking like flat, like literally pinning it the entire time. Um, where this time I was more laxed. Um, I had the mic a good distance away from my face. So there's no proximity effects. Um, like there was a lot of moments where I was literally kicked back, like feet up on a fucking music stand, like where they keep like music sheets, um, putting my feet up, like fucking reclining in a computer chair, just like doing vocals, um, like tower of torsos, like part, like, dude, like I was like, <laughs> yeah dude like literally just sipping away fucking yeah we were in michigan baby i had all that shit on tap <laughs> love it man now uh, as well what one thing that i wanted to sort of ask is that i noticed how you guys sort of approach breakdowns is really different to other metalcore bands that i've seen like it's melodic but sort of proggy in my opinion but like it's not it's still heavy in the sense that it's not like the easy heavy it's like heavy but you thought about okay but how can we make this different so like how do you go about writing those breakdowns or like formulating them or structuring them um it it kind of goes with like 
the vibe that we're trying to hit. Like if we're going throughout our song and we're like, okay, we got a couple of chuggly, chuggier parts um, where like it's a more chug dominant song. Uh, we'll kind of step back and be like, all right, well, we need to think of a really brilliant way on how to make the climactic part as climactic as possible. And that's whenever Bobby will come in and add different types of elements and find a nice flat like baseline to work with. And um, and then once we figure out the groove, that's whenever we start experimenting with filling like the, the like kind of sound space. Um, most of the time, it just really depends on like the vibe. Uh, Bobby will like do a lot of things where like he'll sit at his desk and he'll like tap on the desk and like try to and just like get a nice bob going. And like once he gets a good head bob going. He takes like those taps and translates it to like kick patterns and drums and um, kind of just build it from there. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, because like um, like for the record amongst low and empty, um, we kind of like Bobby built all the songs in Studio A and then sent them to me in Studio B or no, we are in Studio B. He was in Studio B and I was in Studio C and um us using mac we'd airdrop files to each other so he'd finish a track and send it to me and then i'd be like oh shit i think this one production idea would be really cool because like we wanted to do everything to the songs before we sent them to other producers to see if there's anything that they wanted to kind of contribute or tell us like oh you guys are kind of filling up that sound space a little too much uh let the song actually do what it's doing you know what i mean um but then uh, would it add like productions and stuff and send it back and forth. And then that's whenever the lyric stuff would get built onto it after. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Because I always wondered it. I was like, I was sat listening to like a few tracks through the day. Because I always like doing that before interviews. Just like, you're just like really like. Oh, no, I listened to your podcast before fucking hopping on here. <laughs> oh, kind sweet, of know man. what I was getting into. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I like I'll... to do that. You know what I mean? Like I like to at least check out what I'm getting into, watch an episode or two or listen to an episode or two before getting in. I feel like it's just it's respect. You know what I mean? Fucking you're I'm, we're doing something together. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm doing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Like. And I was just like listening to him, and I just, I always just thought, I was like, these breakdowns don't feel like normal, like deathcore breakdowns. They just feel like their own thing. And that's what I just thought was so interesting about it. See, like we're a deathcore band through and through, you know what I mean? But um, like we kind of like to, Bobby put it a certain way whenever we were doing this documentary thing. Um, we, wanted whenever we were writing this we wanted to bring a different perspective of deathcore because everybody was so fascinated with the symphonic deathcore wave that has been kind of going on um a lot of bands have been implementing that sound to their music and we didn't want to be one of the bands jumping on that bandwagon essentially you know what i mean like uh we wanted to kind of just show a different perspective of metal as a whole um where like you can add tech uh like techno things to it like in tower of torsos we've got the electronic stuff going on and like amongst alone empty we have like trap hats and shit going on that's shit we would never do in the past and um we kind of just like broke through and we were like what other things like can we do that we haven't done yet and that's where i feel like that a lot of this stuff is really special um just because like as our sound evolves we try to make ourselves stand out and stick stay away from what 
the popular thing is to do. And we just stay true and true to just being heavy as fuck and just having a great time. You know what I mean? I thought it was like really refreshing to be honest. Like when I listened to these singles, I was like, you know, I love Deathcore like through and through. Like it is one of my favorite things ever. But like, you know, sometimes it can become a bit saturated with bands, like you said, like jumping on the bandwagon. Everyone wants to be Lorna Shore. Everyone wants to do this. But like, you know, I listened to this. I was like, this is this sounds different. This sounds like it's pulling from a lot of different, you know, elements. And even yeah. just like, you know, some tech death in there as well. Like there's some technical parts. The bass lines are really funky in some sections. Dude, I was Mike like, this is interesting. It on this he record, did. Man. Yeah. Mike, uh, literally almost every single take he did was just one shot, just like, just uh, it was like incredible. almost every single one, dude. It's crazy. Um, kid is literally like a robot on bass. All finger technique, amazing. I'm so glad that he came around for real. Um, it's hard to find people that want to stick around and do this shit. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot to ask for people to do. You know what I mean? Like you're missing out on very. Uh, significant moments of your life to be running around and playing shows you know what i mean but, yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah like, like yeah. It, it's everyone like i think everyone's got like this idea that being a musician would be easy it's like, oh yeah you just get to be in a van all day go you know go and tell your friends and it's like i've tried for years to get a solid just band like just just a solid five people you know and just it's write hard, music bro. and it's Every so often, it's like, oh, well, that person quit because, you know, they can't do it anymore. They can't find the time. That person, you know, they can't, you know, they just can't afford it anymore. And it's like, or this it's person's impossible. having a baby or this person wants to work the nine to five job and fucking still have his 401k at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everybody it's just has their own. Yeah, it's really hard, you know, the sacrifice. Just... Isn't it? True true <laughs> it's, it's a lot a, of time and money <laughs> yeah literally like just to kind of like keep doing it you know what i mean it is a lot of time and money fucking but yeah fucking mike ripping the record though he crushed it he crushed oh, yeah. it yeah uh because bobby did um drums and guitar on the record and uh mike did bass and helped with some lyrics and then i did uh singing and uh carl he came in at the end of the record and um he like did uh some solo action and uh he did some backup vocals sweet man, sweet man. that's awesome yeah everybody played their own little like special part in this record because it was a, a it was a very like very uh challenging circumstances going into it um we parted ways with our guitar player jeff russo at the time um, that just wasn't working out. It was hindering the band in a way um, where we chose to get rid of everything and start from scratch. You know what I mean? And um, then we ended up finding the right guy to kind of like work into the band. And uh, we just kept it pride and true, you know, because um, uh, Bobby is the usual composer of the band. Um, he's been pretty much composing all the music since Pernicious um yeah it's going on in like three years now give or take oh yeah you yeah, it's like you're it's like you're reading my mind because that was one of the questions of like what was the sort of biggest challenges of writing the new record dude that was a fucking challenge man because like so much shit moving around people are like should we even go into the studio you know what i mean like they're like you don't have a guitar player and then Bobby's like, fucking bet. I used to be the guitar player of the <laughs> band. Like, are you kidding me? Like, he's just in there. just Like, fucking 
Dude, yeah. Is that like hold my hold my beer? <laughs> For real though, <laughs> it was more like hold my drumsticks. <laughs> just sat there nailing it. <laughs> Is he like the band Dad? Then he just like keeps everything in check. Uh, it's kind of a, a mixture of both of us. Um, he and we keep each other in check. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, man. I want to jump into you as a vocalist as well. Um, okay. Who were who like your vocal heroes growing up and who do you think as well has shaped your vocals the most? Honestly, I would have as like the general like I would say like general top three like that truly influenced me the most um, would be uh, Nate Johnson, Mitch Lucker and Phil Bozeman. Um, those three guys are legendary um they really pushed me um to like really be who i am um but like people that really like helped like me shape as a vocalist it, it would be like everybody i shared the road and stage with like every single like anytime i meet somebody i'm talking shop with them i may i'm seeing if i'm doing something wrong you know what i mean like how the fuck are you staying alive so much? Get your lazy ass into the gym. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking, there's always something to be learned. And honestly, like, Jay from Ingested, he taught me a lot. Yeah, great vocalist. Uh, yeah, fucking, I shared the road with him a lot. And honestly, he taught me a lot. Uh, first European tour, he pretty much held my fucking hand because I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. You know what I mean, dude? Like, uh, one of my first like major tours over there, first tour in general over there. Um, but yeah, like Kyle Mandina from Body Snatcher, like shared the stage with him. He really, uh, really like, I guess like there was one thing that really like stuck with me forever. It was like the first tour I ever did with Science. I'm like thinking about it so hard. Like, how do you like not blow your voice out man and he's like quit thinking about it idiot that's how it happens <laughs> and literally it's stuck with me ever since existence. <laughs> exactly that's pretty much it and that stayed with me um but like truly everyone i get to share the stage and road with i learn from them in some shape or form if it's what to do or what not to do you know what i mean like um there's always like things to be learned you know and i think that that's really great man like yeah because because like you get like a lot of people that might just like you know be a bit in class and like they'll only do the things that they've taught themselves and like they won't want to learn or get better but you know the fact that you're sort of like networking with people and just like you know getting pointers and stuff like Dude, i think that's, that's what it's all about longer. man you know what i mean like fucking i'm in this shit for the culture and to like be involved like the, this music saved my life you know what i mean like uh i came from like a very challenging like upbringing in a sense and um this music really saved me you know what i mean and that's why i really like to kind of just do what i can oh yeah like i always like that well i mean that's one of the reasons why we started this because like for years i've always wanted to just be more involved with like the scene and i always found like like traditional like metal media didn't get to that like heart of it of, or, or like really bring up stuff or get people to have their own voice right yeah. so that's why we started this because like i feel like we there needs to be a market for that 
Um, and on on the point of like vocals earlier, when you mentioned like just you know like stop like thinking about it, it was like the biggest advice. I always found that was like the biggest like lesson I ever learned doing it because it's like I always found if I was like yeah I'm gonna do this technique and really think about where where how I'm doing it, I'd always fuck it up. But like when I'm just like nah, I just let loose. It always just like every time it was like. I don't know how the fuck I did that, but that sounded good. <laughs> Dude, that's literally it. It's like the more you relax and the more you just be your genuine self, the more organic and fresh and tasty it's going to be. You know what I mean? Whenever you're all stiff, you know what I mean? Like whenever you're watching a movie, you're not watching like some famous actor, like all stiff as a board. You know what I mean? Like they're relaxed. My next line. They're playing yeah. that part, you know, fucking. They're playing the part, you know. Yeah, yeah you just got like, to immerse yourself. Just loosen yeah. up. Exactly. I always like to do. I always like to do weirdly before I do vocals. I like to do stretches. Just see, like... I do too. I be stretching, and but it's only because like I be fucking doing some dumb shit. Like, <laughs> like if I sat down and like to spoke with like a vocal coach and like a vocal instructor or something, and they're like like listening to what i'm saying like i'm doing they're like dude that doesn't even do nothing you know what i mean but like <laughs> it does something up here you know <laughs> oh, yeah. 100% like I, I every time it's like at band practice like why the fuck do you always stretch and they're like it's because it's like it's like it's loosey-goosey <laughs> yeah dude, like... literally me and my bass player mike we be saying loosey-goosey before we fucking go on all the time <laughs> so that's fucking brilliant bro <laughs> yeah, it's just how my it's just how my brain sort of clicks it it's just like loosey-goosey baby loosey-goosey hell like, yeah dude <laughs> but then just that, but I, I always find if i don't do that it's just something feels off i'm like i don't know what what is off about it but the fact that you, i haven't you didn't, stretched... you didn't have that couple minutes man where you just like zone in and you get you're prepared you know what i mean i feel like that meditation is very important before going on a show um me i like to smoke before i go on and i like to kind of stay away from everybody i kind of get in my own headspace because like uh my personality off stage versus my personality on stage are two drastically different people you know what i mean and um i kind of got to like get in that headspace you know what i mean like fucking kill each other you know what i mean like <laughs> i was just about i was just about to ask that as well because like do you find like because i find i have to get into like a genuinely like almost pissed off state to see, be able to not, get it like that see i don't have to get pissed off it's like i have to get in authority mode mm. you know what i mean like i gotta get up there and like it's like uh, it's like I, I'm the remote controller to what people are doing. You know what I mean? Like the conductor of like, chaos, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just up there. I'm just like fucking, but I'm like controlling people, making them fucking bang their heads and kill their friends. Do you remember like the first time like you you like felt really into that role? Like, you know, like, oh, okay, this feels comfortable now. Cause I remember we were speaking to uh, Chad from Frozen Soul and he was like telling us about how like, you know, he wasn't confident at first on stage and now like he's just killing it. So like, do you remember the moment that changed or, you know, how was that? Um, the biggest moment for when that changed was, uh, I'd have to say on Chaos and Carnage, it's like whenever, whenever I did that tour, that's whenever like, I was like, I got this now, yo. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 like, I'm getting people to do shit that I've never seen them do before. You know what I mean? Like, 
get him to do like hip hop fucking arm <laughs> bangs like during like fucking oh, headbang yeah. parts and shit. Like, um, that's like whenever I I realized like I needed to start like introducing an experience whenever we played instead of just a show. Um, and that's whenever if a big eye opener of doing it for years where like I was like, man, I've been lacking this whole fucking time. You know what I mean? And um once I kind of had that click, that's whenever I realized like, hey, you got we're gonna start having more fun instead of like because there'll be times like say like whenever um like I'm playing songs and like I know people are gonna yell in one part like fucking I take advantage of that. You know what I mean? And that I like tell people to do something whenever people are like yelling out the one part, you know what I mean? Like, and then fucking I'm going to the next measure and like just playing the song or whatever. Um, it just depends if how the vibe is, you know? Oh yeah. For sure. I, I always find like having that in, in mind is so much better. Cause the amount of times I've had like heard like friends bands or like anything like that, just come up to us after the show going, man, that crowd was terrible. And it's like, no, it's an exchange, man. You need to, yeah, you need to hype you gotta- them up. You got to give them a hundred in order for you to get a hundred back. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? People can fucking see that. Like fucking like you go up there and you're just like, ah, I'm going to stay at like 60% today. There are going to be motherfuckers up there that fucking watch your shit every set online. And they're going to be like, I know you're being a bitch today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or at least that's how I think about it. I get so self-conscious if like I'm not performing personally. Like, if I'm, like, standing there, I'm like, man, people are getting bored. I got to fucking do something cool. And then I try, like, fucking getting more into it. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's just uh, me being a paranoid shit. <laughs> also, like, a perfectionist, though. Like, you know, it shows that like you, you know, you care about the audience participation and you want to make sure everyone's, like, having a good time. You know, yeah, sometimes some go up there and just stand there, you know? Yeah, see, like, I, I think it sucks. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like, because, like, I get it. Like, there's like the power stances and stuff, but there's times whenever it's like effective and like the body language, like, kind of like some theater shit. You know what I mean? Like, um, because, like, I used to be like a theater nerd in high school. And, you know what I mean? Like, I like that kind of shit. Fucking, but, um, I feel like that that's a very important part of like a live experience. Like, say, like, somebody's playing a song and like they're halfway throughout their set and like they have they're sitting there taking a knee because they're fucking winded and i, I think that's hard blame oh. uh that's just that's just me though some people have like that premise where they're like yeah i'm gonna take i'm gonna get on my knees and i'm gonna do this part but there's a difference of like the execution of it you know what i mean and like i I, I don't i don't know i don't I'm, I'm weird whenever i'm watching shit because i'm like you being lazy or you or you do or you or is this it it's for the show guys i promise you know oh yeah like I, it never dawned on me how important that stuff is until like i also started like going to hardcore shows because like, i i would that i love the energy of hardcore shows mate, there's no better energy like all my friends who are still like really diehard metal says i'm like i might just come with me to one and like it just changed your whole perspective like, dude for real honestly their culture I, oh, I, I I really I really like Pittsburgh hardcore huge huge in me growing up um really pushed me that like on my influence and everything um fucking but 
totally lost train of thought. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> but well, yeah, like- fucking hardcore shows, dude. Fucking, they're so fucking sick. Like, there'll be times, like, whenever like we're playing and like you know people like jump on stage and like stage walk and like do front flips and shit Mm. like that'll happen sometimes like um and like texas that happens for us and dude like literally it gets me the biggest fucking boner ever because like i'm just (laughs) like i'm just like yeah it's like a warlord dude like i'm like scared for my fucking life like let's go oh yeah like it's like i used to go and like be hyped by just seeing like older bands like just sort of headbang on stage as the minute I step foot and I'm like sitting like a vocalist, just do like a fucking spin kick on stage. And I'm just like, yeah, like, Dude, that's what I'm saying. bro. Just, there's nothing that hypes you up more where he's like, and you're just looking around and everyone's literally like pretty much committing assault and it's just sanctioned violence. You know, Dude, like, hang on a minute. Like, <laughs> I was just at the, um, the Acacia strain integrity, uh, show that went off around here like, right, lately. Dude, fucking, I broke my mosh retirement fucking <laughs> I, I haven't moshed in years and then fucking the acacia strains playing crippling uh crippling uh, pain and fucking like literally like they just start just like fucking literally i'm doing fucking a front flip off the stage fucking (laughs) (laughs) i love no barrier shows it's so sick (laughs) do you remember like the first time that you ever got into like the heavier side of music then like do you remember your first album you bought and first show you went to oh yeah dude fucking um a mirror was a real big take on uh like my first like real like if you say deathcore record that i purchased um welcome to the gallows uh fucking that record um was very important uh for my timeline if that record hasn't wouldn't have been in my like little escapades of life i probably wouldn't be where i'm at um i'd probably be in some like grindcore band where it's just like (laughs) and that's that's it (laughs) it's over um (laughs) if i like truly um because that band ended up having me fall into the Casey strain, Casey strain into like the contortionist and uh, just like from listening to plea for purging and you know what I mean? Just like falling down the like MySpace band rabbit hole. Uh, Cause I am, uh, I used to be a, a classic raw XD scene kid. Um, <laughs> I, I'm ashamed to say, but <laughs> like I got the lip ring to prove it, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, fucking um the like blind my burial, uh they're a really big influence on me. Um like they're from my area and uh they were like one of uh like they were like one of the first like metal bands like to get like a million views on YouTube and shit. Like fucking like they had this song called Finish Him, like way back in the day where it's like fucking uh yeah that like that whole timeline man is very important for me um but very very uh like but like obviously like before that though like my mom was getting me like lincoln park records and like limp biscuit records and like fucking i'm i'm slamming those in my room while i'm in arts like class and doing like fucking math and shit you know what i mean um but like falling into heavier shit like that's whenever i ended up falling into like Whitechapel uh somatic defilement listen to that shit like on pandora fucking you know what i mean like fucking then finding out that they're on comcast and watching them on on demand and shit like 
I remember whenever possession came out, I was like, what? <laughs> Blew my so the, fucking mind. I remember when, like, I remember like when my friend showed me the stories of the law by Whitechapel, and I was like, kill him. Like, what? What is this? What was your first experience of Whitechapel? I'm just curious. How old are you guys? The, the, I'm, I'm 26. I'm, 20, I'm 25 tomorrow. Oh um, shit! Well, happy so... early birthday. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Um, so 25, first... 26. All right. So, what's your first take on Whitechapel? Was the first song you heard? It was the endless war for me. Which one? One at a time. Uh, Sorry, I'm it going. came in at once. Brad first. Yeah, mine was the endless war. Hell yeah. Mine was the Sorry is the law because like my friend got into him first and he was like, "You need to listen to this track," and like I listened to it, I was like, "What's this band called?" <laughs> 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 never looked back since. <laughs> yeah, never looked back since. <laughs> Dude, uh, new era corruption, man. That shit's flawless, start to finish. That, oh, yeah. like, the one with like all those like weird robot gods, like all on the front, like, fucking, that shit's so hard. Fucking, it's always oh, interesting, like speaking Sorry, to people. I'm just like... fanboying over Whitechapel, dude. <laughs> I'm such. No, a, so I love that band so much. <laughs> I was say, like, it's always interesting, like, like, like talking to different people and, like, you know, seeing when they dropped in. Because I think, like, for me and Nathan, we sort of like worked our way back in a lot of bands. Because a lot of these bands are already established that are like our favorites now. So, you know, like, you know, we would start on like our endless war and then go back to like possession and shit like that. And this is ex- this our exile and shit. But, yeah, killer. Oh, yeah. I, I used to, I, I felt like, because I got into it quite late. Like, a lot of people I know got into it at high school. I got into it. Sh- straight after high school into like college like so yeah. i was kind of like oh you're late to the party bro we're late to the party i was in that shit fucking whenever i was in middle school bro like i was in fucking eighth grade fucking algebra just listening <laughs> fucking Man. uh i think it's like fairly Faye. that song used to be like my go-to i always remembered the name because it made me think of uh little navi from zelda you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't i don't know why dude it's just like every time i saw the name i got excited and thought of zelda because <laughs> uh, well, like, i got into it so late when i started going to shows and like people would be like talking about records and i had no clue about it oh i if any god forbid anyone ever asked me i was like oh what's your favorite and then if i didn't know the name of the band i was like Fuck. And then, like, the sheer panic made me research every band I could. Oh my god! <laughs> like a revision in it for an exam. Honestly, my eyes used to just glaze over, and it's just <laughs> it used to just be panicking. Like, oh no, I'm gonna be called a poser, <laughs> dude. That it, it really sucks because like that will happen to me. Like, people will be like, "Yo, what's your favorite song by like this band?" And I'm just like, I'm like thinking about it so fucking hard and i'm like i listen to these guys fucking every day but i'll put on their albums and i just start going and i'll be like all right i listened through that one let's put on the next one you know what i mean and like fucking it just it i have space on song titles sometimes i'm like yeah, yeah the one that was like <laughs> literally same like you know i mean i can listen to a band for ages and then as soon as someone asks me i'll just go blank and just remember a thing but sometimes i like I'll get into a band by just listening to like them on shuffle for a bit, you know, and then yeah. like then I'll come back to oh okay I like this song so yeah. Well, that gets into the discussion of like there are fans and then there are fans. You know what I'm saying? Where people get offended if you say the wrong like like you like say like you say absolver wrong. People are gonna be like no that if you say like abs absolver or absolver, people are gonna be like no 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 
no, no, no. That's that's episode <laughs> Veer. That's episode Veer. That's Latin. I like a fuck off monster. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, like, I I love both. You know what I mean? Fucking both sets of fans. They're fucking the, the diehard fans. Bad ones, yeah. Those ones, fucking, they they scratch a special place for me and really push me to keep doing it, dude. Because <laughs> like literally, people that like, I'll be like, I'll go to on the other side of the fucking planet, dude, and somebody gives me one of my first EPs I ever made to sign, and I'm like, bro, how the fuck you been following me this long? You know what I mean? Like. It's crazy you know like do you have like any funny shit. fan reactions that you've had like you oh, know when you've interrupted you know met a fan i met weird. <laughs> i met the fan that won the pernicious mask auction at a random occurrence and he had the mask on him and everything um i thought that was one of the coolest diehard fan moments because uh i remember holding that in my hand and being like sad that we were auctioning it off because I like I like having like a little collection of shit for like my music videos. Like I have like the death whistle, like I, I have like the book that we burnt and totem. Um I have like a piece of wood from like the first like set props that I built, like just dumb shit. I like little treasures that mean something to me. Um but like literally I was sad that we were auctioning it off because I really wanted that mask. I really wanted it. And um, fucking like literally, like I see him. He's wearing the shirt, and he's like, "Sup, bro? You want to see the mask?" <laughs> and I was like, "Give it to me! You took it out of my you took my you took it away from me." I was like, "Let me see it, <laughs> please. Let me see it." I got to see it. Fucking then I went to put it on, and it was still all slimy from the KY shit that was on there. Because you'd be surprised what people be using for special effects, like. Fucking oh, like, yeah, we want that thing to look slimy and alive. Just put KY all over it, dude. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we, me, me and Brad once, like, speaking of like weird like props for music videos, me and Brad once did like a music video for like our friend uh, Percy Bones. Like, he's a he's a rapper from like where where we are, and oh, yeah. uh, and he goes, he goes, oh, I just want like this scene where someone's like cut in half, and uh, we ended up we ended up going to the butchers, actually getting like real like. Just, I was like, we were like, what's the weirdest looking shit you've got? They're <laughs> 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 like, well, we've got like pig asshole. We've got like, like this like weird deflated lung thing. I was like, we'll take the lot. So then like, <laughs> we'll lay it all, we'll lay, like, we'll lay it all on the table. And like, like uh, Cal was just like, the guy that's going to be in the, in the like tables, like chickened out. <laughs> what a- Is anyone here up for it? And I was there like, Brad were looking at me like, well, I'm filming Psycho. <laughs> and I was there like, yeah, fuck it. I'll get in the fucking table. It's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, it was like up I to bet. my stomach. And it was like, I was just feeling it. And it was just like all cold. And like, I was covered in like this fake blood. And I was there like, it might, I, I, I wear shorts and some of it drips into my shorts. And oh, I'm like, ew, my shorts smell like dude. pig guts for like a week. Ew, you had pig ass on your dick. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time we consider being vegan, to be honest. Like, oh, yeah. I oh, was there, my like, God. That's a vegan this is tell, the end bro. process, I was like, if this is the end result, I don't want to eat this shit anymore. Like, this is this shit's nasty. <laughs> oh, man, it was so gross. But yeah, like, the we- that's like easily some of the weirdest like props that we've I've ever been around for like, a few music video. I was just sat there like going, I, I was just, I remember look, Brad White, like, just look at the camera. I'm like, Brad, 
this liver's touching me. <laughs> this liver is touching me. Oh my god, yo! <laughs> <laughs> genuinely so awesome. See, I wish I had a butcher that was that fucking close to me that would let me do some shit like that. I'd be doing some fucked up shit. Oh man, you yeah, should well. see how he looked at us. <laughs> I I don't think if I ever went there again, he'd serve because he was there. Like because he, we went, what's the weirdest shit you got? And he looked at us and he's like, huh? I, still, I, I do still go to that but just to be fair luckily they don't recognize me but you were the one asking so ah yeah, yeah. fucking i think that the he's definitely gonna remember the face that asked him for the pig ass he's like i wonder what he's using that pig ass for <laughs> i want to ask um obviously you mentioned that you went to art school as well and i know you're a tattoo apprentice too like um mm-hmm. talk to me about your journey as a, an artist um what made you want to do tattooing? Um, I've always wanted to be a tattoo artist. Um, it's always like I really never had the opportunity. You know what I mean? Um, as like I was growing up, I did like a lot of art classes uh, in middle school. Uh, Miss Martha, she fucking taught me a lot. Um, once I kind of like moved on into life, I kind of just... Uh, decided to go about the trade life and um i got my degree in welding technology and metallurgy um where whenever i was in college and everything i did a bunch of like side classes for like rapid visualization and um a lot of fine line design stuff because i wanted to get into both like drafting and like building i wanted to kind of get into the whole like engineering field and just be like a hands-on engineer essentially um so i took those things and uh next thing you know i'm in the band and then i'm drawing again because i got all this fucking time on my hands um just drawing and drawing and um i love getting tattooed uh it's very therapeutic for me and i was there and uh i tried getting an apprenticeship in the past and it just like never happened they just said i had to get better um i was too young shit like that um and then uh that's whenever i met my first mentor and uh he was like yeah your merch designs are really cool you should uh consider tattooing and i was like you're gonna you know teach me how and started teaching me and next thing you know i left there because of some personal differences um didn't believe in some of the things that he believed in and uh moved on and then uh, kind of fell off for a little bit just because the band got a little bit busier. Um, and then I got the opportunity again uh, to come into my previous location, NYSYNC. Um, They welcomed me with open arms. They taught me a lot of basics where I had to start learning. Um, on Kind of on my own with other mentors and uh, there and everything, giving me little tips and everything. Uh, but I'm still an apprentice now. Uh, hopefully, within the foreseeable future, I'll be released and um, I can start doing some cooler stuff. Because right now, I'm kind of just doing like more basic things. Uh, I'll try to not push the envelope too much because I don't want to fuck anybody up. You know what I mean? Um, you want to do you want to give somebody a nice experience and yeah you want you're trying to give them something that they could have for the rest of their lives and you don't want to kind of fuck it up and they're just like yo that piece of shit fuck me <laughs> up you know what i mean i ain't trying to be that guy um 
but yeah, uh, I learned a lot. Uh, I get a lot of lessons while I'm on the road. Um, shout out my buddy, Mitch from Dallas. Uh, he definitely taught me a lot. Um, while I was on tour with Whitechapel, I got to, uh, watch him tattoo Phil Bozeman. Um, and just literally just get a live lesson in the venue. It was, it was very cool. That's um, super cool. Yeah. Do you so do you just like pick that up then when you like back off the road, then you just like go back into the tattoo and then go back on the road and then sort of like it's kind of been nowhere? like that right now. Um I'm trying to figure out what will work for my lifestyle, um, where I could keep progressing and kind of keep going. Cause like while I'm on the road, I draw a lot and that's just so I don't fall out of my and get bad habits while I'm gone. Um I try to keep riding the bike as much as possible, you know what I mean? Just so the kids like, it's like, oh, it's like riding a bike. You know what I mean? Like that phrase. Um, I try to stay on the bike as much as possible and just try drawing as much as I can. Even if I'm just pulling lines, like just trying to pull straight lines, fucking trying to do a nice like curve or trying to even draw in a moving band's a fucking cunt. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's real difficult to try to find the balance of how it works right now. Um, Cause like, I'm like booking while I'm on tour and then I come home and then things come up while I'm at home, like more music video shoots or I gotta, you know what I mean? Just some scheduling's really difficult, you know? And uh, whenever you're trying to do uh, like art on the side and it's like based on scheduling and it's business hours and yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? If I oh, can yeah. just fall down that rabbit hole, it's a pain in the dick. Oh yeah. Oh, I you get breaking up, but Matt. But I, yeah. I can't draw to save my life. I did have you back in high school. Oh, am I breaking up? Is it better now? Is yeah, yeah now? No, you're yeah. back. Now. Yeah, you're, you're good back. now. Yeah. All right, sweet, sweet. But yeah, I, I always wanted to. Uh, I always wanted to do that, like, uh, like tattooing and all that. But I did have art in high school, and I was terrible at it. I've been trying to like get better at drawing, but like, I was like, oh, I always want to be a tattoo artist. I'm like, can't draw though. <laughs> <laughs> Once you break it down to it, it just being shapes on shapes with like black coming from points of the shapes it's easy you know what i mean like because like say like i'm looking at your mic right now basically just a round cylinder you know what i mean and like a rounded yeah. cylinder on the end you know what i mean you just get your basic shape and then you add the little extra little lines in there and then you got yourself a microphone on there you know what i mean yeah, like once the, you break the, it down to shapes instead of like trying to focus on like the actual texture of the entire thing it's like a rapid design um thing where you just like focus on like say like my glasses like if you were to try to draw those you draw the squares first then you do your straight lines then you round everything off to actually build what it is you know it's so it's 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 one of those things like if you don't got patience you're fucked Oh, yeah, 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 that's I mean. me, folks. Then <laughs> <laughs> Brad's Brad's the most. I mean, we both work well together because we're both pretty impatient. But I'd say like Brad's the more impatient one. Like yeah, man. Like the the one thing that I am good at is cartoons. I, if if you show me like a picture of a cartoon, or like if I have time to like memorize it, I can draw it. Like in high school, if someone oh draw Peter Griffin, I just sit there in like two seconds. I'm like, there you go, there's Peter Griffin. I, See, like if you've memorized the formulas bro you could be a fucking tattoo artist that because well, that, be believe it or not dude fucking literally there's a formula to drawing and almost everything 
like drawing a snake fucking there's your scales just practicing it like i imagine just like you know learn techniques and then get it down yeah honestly i like to think of like tattooing like i've been a once you figure out the like the variables bro fucking it's pretty just like just go through the system Oh yeah, I've been looking at like uh these like YouTube videos, which is like, oh, here's, here's a crash course in drawing. So I've been sat there every night, just kind of just like trying to relearn because I it, it, like art class had taught us the basics, but I remember just being sat there like not really paying attention. My best mate used to sit right next to me, so I just used to just be like, yeah, fuck this, I'm gonna talk about random shit to this guy. <laughs> so that's a uh, that's li- that's literally all I did in art. He actually listened, and he's actually pretty decent now, but. Yeah, like I, I was like just kind of sat there being like, oh, I'll just talk to my best mate. It's just a uh... see, like that's where it might not be your thing. You know what I mean? You might have a, a solid appreciation for it, but everybody has their own special, special thing that they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I definitely agree. I found like, I found like when I was doing it in like a school setting, it was a lot harder to focus. When I'm doing it myself, it's a lot easier. It's yeah, like, I learned better about myself than when I was in like uni or something, to be fair. Yeah, like school settings or like just any training setting in general, I just kind of switch off. If someone's a lot talking of pressure, me, yeah. Yeah, well, it's that. And it's like if someone's talking at me, like and like talking how you do it theoretically, it doesn't stick. But if I listen to someone and start doing it myself, it sticks. So like yeah. that's I never did well in school because of that reason. I need to do something on my own, fuck it up a couple of times, listen to someone whilst trying to do it, and then that's how I learn it. Mm. It's, it's it, my brain's a bit bit odd with with learning and stuff like that, or like just learning stuff in general. So that's like the the method I always have to use now. So it always works now though. Right. Uh, one thing as well, um, we've got we're sort of getting to like the end point. Uh, we've got like probably two more questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just chilling, bro. I'm having a good time. What is it? What are your like hobbies and like interests outside the bands, other than like tattooing and obviously the band stuff? What do you get up to? Oh, fuck, dude. Honestly, uh, if I get the time to like not work, um, I am a fucking fiend for Apex Legends. <laughs> uh, that game is like a fucking drug to me, dude. I was like, terrible at Apex. <laughs> oh dude i i'm like it's just like i'm always i'm just like in it like fucking uh i'm like the type of guy that like gets like i'll be like yelling at my tv like you fucking motherfucker <laughs> what are you doing yeah like fucking <laughs> um but uh you know, hobbies, like, I, I like to think so um i'm in i'm in diamond rank and i came into the season late you know what I mean? I was on tour whenever they dropped season 17. Um, I've been playing since season two. A while so, yeah, I've been, I've been playing this game. Yeah. I've been playing for a long time. Um, I always fall off because like, I don't read the patch notes and fucking, I, I think old guns that ha- are still buffed this shit are sick. And you know what I mean? Like you read the patch notes, you'll be able to whoop ass, but, uh, I kind of don't, I, I, but, um, other hobbies though if i can uh i really like gardening um i take a lot of pride in my yard at my house um like i like doing my mulch and like my front garden in front of my house and shit um 
like I don't know what the flowers are called. I just like look at the pictures and I think they look pretty and I get them. You know what I mean? It makes my fiance really happy. Um, it's quite a therapeutic experience of gardening. Yeah, it, it has like a start and end point. Um, it has routine. Uh, it's a good like grounding thing for me. Because um, like I'm all over the fucking place. You know what I mean? And uh, like my rose bushes, if they died, I'd be pretty butthurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could be on the other side of the planet and my fiance could call me and be like, the rose bush died. I'd be like, fuck. <laughs> like, what's wrong, Dave? It's like, oh, my, my rose bush dies. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, um, I really put a lot of pride into like my shit, like in my yard. Um, I'm new to it. That's where I think I have a lot of pride because it looks really cool because like I learned stuff like doing manual labor jobs in the past, you know what I mean? Like doing landscaping and stuff. So my shit came out really good, you know, like, I, and I was genuinely impressed with myself. Um, and uh, I like getting in, I do that kind of stuff. Um, I like just hanging out and watching movies and shit, you know, um, to, like getting lost in a fucking good TV series fucking it's been nice um obviously i love smoking weed uh that i don't drink or anything so um i kind of just like i like smoking a little joint kicking back a little bit you know fucking makes me chatty <laughs> you know oh, yeah, like, um it's interesting that you mentioned the gardening because um we spoke to mark from suicide silence and he's quite big on his garden as well so i think it's to start like a, a tv show called death car gardening get your oh guys stuck in it <laughs> to be fair specifically mark was like i mean i used to grow weed i can't legally say i can't so <laughs> <laughs> well we're in the UK. We're in like the dark ages, so we sadly can't. I know, dude. Fucking anytime I go over there, it's like a fucking miracle to get a bud. Fucking heart, any yeah. anyone over your over your neck of the woods. Whenever we're over there, you guys want to help us get some weed? Just hit me up. <laughs> we'll sort you out. Don't worry. My I mean, man. what? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly. Like the, I, I hope one day they'll legalize it in the UK because at this point it just feels it feels wrong being like having to go to some dodgy like car being like, yo, have you got that plant thing? Like, yeah, you know what I mean, like it just doesn't. I feel like the success rate that the United States is having for how much money that it's actually bringing in to the country, um, I believe that it's going to end up kind of growing a little more. It might end up being like how, uh, like the Netherlands is for you guys. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, because even over there, they've been recreational legal for a while now. And um, they're kind of shits like kind of like the Stone Age whenever I went in there. compared to, Comparing it to like being in the Estates and like you go to a recreational place there. It's like you're walking into a beer distributor. You know what I mean? Um, there it's like, give me your fucking passport. Look at this oh. fucking menu. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> you know, like it's it's really weird. I think it's because there's a lot. I, I think it's just how like it's like how British people are in general. Like especially there's a lot of older people that are like in like government, like like everywhere else really. But yeah. I think like the older British people have like a, a certain sentiment to them where they're like, no, you can't. Get, what are you on about? No, you can't. You can't leave. Yeah, it, it, it's still it's still like. uh 
it's definitely a, a, a more of a narcotic in your area of the woods you know um because like whenever like i was over there and like i was smoke like i got i got caught smoking and fucking he was like are you fucking stupid <laughs> and i'm just like dude i'm from the united states like I, this is like what i'm supposed to do if i'm trying to be like do drugs <laughs> like i go to a park and i go to the edge of the park where no one else goes <laughs> like i'm not bothering nobody bro just let me go <laughs> oh mate what the, the uh, british police are so strict on that stuff like even like there was like a old policy that like did the rounds in the uk like that they were thinking about doing whether it was going to do like random drug tests or at night clubs or like like putting like people at nightclubs to stop people taking like and like MDMA and like cooking yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and clamp down on it. And I was just thinking, if you did that at clubs, I feel like a lot of clubs would just look down. Clientele, if I'm honest. Yeah. Like, because it's a big problem in the UK. Like, everyone you go into one bathroom at a bar in the UK, there's someone in the cubicle and sniffing. Like, so like it's like everywhere is getting shut down within a week if you implement that policy. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I noticed that whenever I was over there, uh, like a lot of like actual drugs going on more than weed drugs you know what i mean like it's yeah, like it's, I, it's... I i i i just smoke weed you know what i mean like i don't drink i don't i don't do like drug drugs you know what i mean like um fucking and it was hard for me to find weed but i could find drug drugs easy i could find molly fucking just walking down the street but weird, isn't it? That is just no, it's weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah, like well, to to fair, even like to, I, I think even to me and Brad, like we see it as pretty weird. Like we notice it's like really picked up since post COVID. Like it feels like everyone is on like some kind of like like cocaine or like MDMA after COVID. Like there's not one, but you look around a bar, you you spot at least like half of those fuckers. Yeah, that, yeah, he's because they're trying to hours. live double time to make up for the time they lost. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I think it's directly tied into like the UK's drinking culture because the, our drinking culture is like, I not, mean, like you guys do be drinking, it's not healthy, do be drinking. It's like, you, 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 honestly, it's it's like the two obsessions of like is tea, beer, it's like that's it. It's like, oh, you had a bad day. Either have a tea or a beer. Depends how bad the day is. Like, so <laughs> like, it literally just boils down to that. Like, so oh, it's been a rough day. Oh, okay. Have a cup of tea. Oh, it's been shit. Well, to introduce pie. the tea bears. Like, that's when uh, oh. shit's going down. Yeah. So like, I think like the culture of it, it's like it's just getting having as much alcohol as possible. And coke obviously just weighs down the effects of alcohol. So I think that's why you see so many people doing coke in the UK because it's like it means I can spend longer drinking. So I genuinely think it's just directly tied to our unhealthy like behavior when it comes I mean, to like drinking. I could definitely get that connection, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like those are real big party drugs after a big massive shutdown where people weren't able to live, you know, and like actually experience life. So oh yeah. Fucking yeah. people be doing that shit fucking live your life. Fucking just oh, yeah. be safe, you know. Definitely, definitely. I wanna um so we got like one more question for you. Um so say it's a zombie apocalypse and you have your your bandmates, who would you be most reliant on and who would you be least reliant on? 
Fuck. Name and shame. Oh man, <laughs> that, 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 that's uh, um, it's a tough one. Yeah, it I don't is. think we've we've ever asked the bandit where they haven't like sat there and thought. Yeah, because like it's like I know I'd be I'd probably rely on Bobby. Um, but like it depends on the scenario. Like, say if I'm like going to like have a communicate like a communication agreement with somebody, I'm going to bring Mike because Mike is like a wizard dude. Like he can talk to anybody and like, he just something about his voice. He has great podcast voice. <laughs> um, fucking, but like general getting shit done. It, it's like a tie between Mike and Carl made. I mean, Bobby and Carl, Ah, so fucking hard. <laughs> I think that I, I think I would be the one that people would be like, I don't know what Dave's gonna do. You know what I mean? Even though I'd be able to like weld and like make like a fortress and shit. Um, Carl, he just knows how to like make something out of nothing. Like he'll make a bong out of like fucking literally garbage in the van, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know what I mean. So like. He might be useful in the zombie apocalypse, but at the same time, he he might suck. I don't know. Like, uh, fucking, I don't know what his shots like. You got the mind. garden though. Like, you know, you can you can grow some vegetables and shit. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, the people yeah. fed. You know. See, I can <laughs> I can brand the fucking clans that of people like you know what I'm saying. Like with the tattooing and stuff, I'll be like the mobile guy and be able to fucking like. Yeah, you need your own symbol of your of your of your clan. And Signs of like, Swarm Cult. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd say on a rel like on who I'd rely on the most as a scale, I'd say Bobby, Mike, Carl. Carl's the last. Bobby's the first. Grant awesome, scale. Man. Grant scale. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been it's been honestly great chatting with you. Um, I really can't wait yeah, for the new for album. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fucking real fun time. Fucking oh, haven't yeah, laughed a lot fucking on a podcast in a while. It's usually just like, hey, there's this question. And it's like, <laughs> oh, here's this answer. You know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah, we, we it, had sometimes it's grueling. Sometimes it's grueling. So thanks for making this fun. No worries. We, we listen to, uh, well, I, I, I personally like listen to every episode back because A, I edit the audio as well. But like, I normally listen to it when it's released. And I'm, if I, like, I, I, we hated like the formulaic stuff. So we like to just like have a, have a laugh. Have fun. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. it was fun having you on, man. Dude, fucking the organic approach is the best. You know what I mean? Whenever you just get in, and just start bullshitting, man, it just brings out the true magic of what this shit's about. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, Brad's like Brad's the the structure guy, but I, we both can bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been sick. Um, I can't wait to listen to new records. And so I think you are you coming to to Leeds in the UK at some point yes, soon? Yes, I am. Yes, That's now neck of the woods. So yeah. I'll have to join you there. Well, fucking come on through. Fucking hit us up. Fucking I'll list you bitches. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, sounds good, man. Yeah, fucking we'll get when a good you proper chain. Um, fuck, I need to look. I forget the date off the top of the head. Uh, we actually was just talking about that tour this morning. Got some things that are going to be changing around for it. So this might be... I know that we're 100% going still, but it's just the dates might be moving around. Leeds is uh, 
the 29th of August at the Key Club. Sweet. Sweet. 10 minute walk from my house. Well, flop. So I'll be there. Hell yeah. Oh yeah, well fucking, we'll both be I'll be there fucking all damn day. So fucking, you guys want to <laughs> hang out before the show? Hit me up. I'll be fucking rotting away in my bus. Yeah, I'd love to, man. I'd love to. But yeah, awesome stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again, and uh, we'll catch you at the key club. Oh yeah, I'll see you guys there. <laughs>